You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The humble know God is holy. It's the title of this devotion. You see, I spoke to you yesterday about being called to holiness and how God longs for you and me to know him in us as holy and to live in that revelation consistently and ever growing of the glory of his holiness, the beauty as the Bible calls it, the beauty of his holiness. And here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, I want you to see something in verse 7. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who were on the face of the earth. And then verse 7 says, My servant Moses, he is faithful in all my house, I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and he sees the form of the Lord. You see, when Moses started out in Exodus chapter 3, in the introduction of God being holy, the Lord had to say to him, do not draw near for the place where you stand is holy. And then it says, and Moses hid his face in his robe, for he dared not look upon the Lord, for he was afraid. Afraid. He was inwardly feeling estranged. He was feeling like, I am a visitor, I'm a stranger here. This is not who I am. Here is God and here is me. And that was the introduction of holiness, that we see how separate our earthly nature is from his heavenly nature. But God, in his great love, kept drawing Moses. And now, a time later, we see how Moses saw him face to face in the humility that he had come to understand and perceive as the only way in which he could stand in such a holy place. You see, friends, Jesus said, these riches of glory, these marvelous revelations that kings and prophets desired to see but did not see are hidden from the wise and prudent but revealed to babes revealed to the humble, childlike, innocent heart. Or as Jesus would say in Matthew 5, verse 8, the pure in heart, the innocent in heart, will see God, will see God. You see, dear friends, the Heavenly Father wants to lead us into such a humility, the humility that Christ brought from heaven by which he saved us from the pride of self, The very nature of sin is pride. The very embodiment of that 
pride is self, where self is separated from God instead of as it was in Adam before he fell one with God. Adam was not self-conscious. He was God-conscious. It wasn't until he sinned that he realized he was naked. Before he sinned, he did not realize he was naked. He had no self-consciousness. He only had a God-consciousness. He was accepted, holy, well-pleasing in the consciousness of him who is holy. But it's sin that causes self to rule and to reign and draws us down to perdition. But praise the Lord, God is calling us to be holy. And the humble know God is holy. And it says here, the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men on the earth. And God showed that humility by meeting him face to face. You see, it says here in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, listen, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who is a contrite and humble spirit with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. God begins to manifest himself as holy when our hearts find the wonder of his humility, the wonder of contrition. Contrition means none of self. You've been completely crushed and broken. Self has come to the end of itself. This is why often God has to be so forbearing and long-suffering to see us go through such horrible pain where our pride and self is crucified through the trial and hardships of this life, which is so terribly painful for the Father to see us go through because he does not want us to have to go through it. But we often just refuse in our self-nature to humble ourselves. So we are humbled through the hardships of this life. Look what it says here in Psalm 107. In Psalm 107. It says, they wandered in the wilderness, in verse 4, in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wondrous works to the children of man, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. He satisfies the longing soul. Oh, I, I love that verse. How I love that verse because I long to be satisfied by my Father in all that I am and say and do. And then listen to this, verse 10. 
Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in affliction and irons because they had rebelled against the word of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor and they fell and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses and brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron into fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food. They drew near the gates of death. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses and sent his word to heal them and deliver them from their fears. Oh, that man would give thanks. Friends, you see, often the way of humility, the way of coming to know that sweet humility that Jesus brought from heaven by which he was perfectly God in heaven, And he brought that humility here onto earth to save us. And we begin to receive that humility through Jesus. Jesus, he is humble. He is humility. And he brings that humility into our hearts as we go through the trial and cry out, oh God, oh God, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to do. And he's ready with those nail print hands to introduce into your heart that sweet humility that fully surrenders to God, that fully relies and depends on God, that fully embraces His mercy. You see, God in His holiness can only dwell with the humble. That's what it said there in Isaiah 57, verse 15. You know, it's a phenomenal, beautiful example where Isaiah was a young prophet. He was a young prophet working as a scribe in the king's palace. The first king that he had the privilege of serving was called Uzziah. And Uzziah was a man who was really ambitious for God. And he was turning the nation towards God by his policies and his his leadership. And the nation was turning back to God. And Isaiah was so happy because he loved God. He loved God. But then King Uzziah had a moment that, oh, he made a horrible mistake. He went into the house of God and began to burn incense before the altar of the Lord. And the priests ran to him when they saw him do it and said, King, 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 you will not receive favor with God by doing what you're not allowed to do. That is the work of priests, not the work of the king. And the king became furious. And when he became furious in the presence of God's mercy, leprosy broke out on his face. And they had to cast him out. And he spent the rest of his days in exclusion to not infect others. And his son, Jotham, was a young, young man and had to rule in this place. And when he died, Jotham took over. And Jotham did not have the same passion for God that his father did. But when he had died, it so broke the heart of Isaiah because he could see how that would affect the nation to not have that passion leading people to God. 
And so Isaiah was in the house of God praying and praying and praying. Folks, I think we're living in a day that we better be praying because we don't have rulers who are passionate for God, at least not many that I know of, who are truly passionate to see the nation come to God and serve God. And Isaiah was crying out to God, crying out to God here in Isaiah chapter 6. And then he had a revelation. He had a revelation. This is such a beautiful example that God dwells with the humble, that, that the, the humble will know God is holy. Because in the year that King Uzziah died, of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. So the seraphim could not look on the holiness of God. And with two, he flew. And with two, he covered his feet. So in other words, he would not dare to stand in such a holy place with God. And they kept crying one to another, these seraphims, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the trice holy, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried. And the house was filled with spoken. I said, woe is me, for I'm undone. Woe is me, woe is me. I feel like a stranger, I feel cut off. I'm undone, I feel cut off. I feel completely like a stranger here, like I don't belong in this. I, this, I, I feel like I'm in the wrong place, right? Woe is me. I, and then he said this, because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And here's where we see the heart of the one who loves the Lord. He immediately humbles himself at the introduction of his humility. When humility is introduced, immediately the heart bows down, the heart yields, the heart submits. You see, this is where we see you are beginning to grow in humility, in that instead of shying away, you draw near in humility, in surrender, in submission. When your heart doesn't know this humility and holiness is introduced, you draw away but as humility grows and grows and you, you draw nearer at the introduction of the holiness and the pains of feeling separate in your flesh, of feeling unclean in your flesh, instead of drawing away because of these pains, you draw near and humble your heart because you long to be holy as he's holy. You long to know him holy. The humble know God's holy. You long for this. That humility is yielding to the holiness, surrendering to that holiness. And immediately a seraphim came with a coal that he had taken with tongues from the altar. And he touched the lips of Isaiah and said, your iniquity is taken away. And then Isaiah could hear the Lord saying, who, who could we send to represent us? And Isaiah said, send me. Can you see when holiness takes full control over your heart and mind, how all of a sudden you say, Lord, 
I live to represent you. That's what I exist for. You know, I'm not making too long, but I do want to make this point. Let's just go there to John chapter 12, instead of me just sharing what it says there. Look what it says in verse 37 of John 12. But although he, Jesus, had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, the Lord, who, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they would see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said, when he saw his glory and spoke of him. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, here I am opening blind eyes, deaf ears, mute to speak, healing and cleansing lepers, and you could see the power of God coming through, and yet you will not receive me as representing him you will not believe that I have come to represent the Father. Even though all these miracles are done before you, you will not believe that the Father is in me and that I am in the Father and the works I do, I do not of myself, but the Father who is in me does the works, John 14, he says. You will not believe. You will not believe. And he says, this is what Isaiah said would happen when I would come. When he saw my glory in the Father, he said, Lord, who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Or in other words, Lord, who would believe me if I would tell them of this life? Even if I do your miracles, they will not believe when I tell them about this life. And yet, here you and I are, and we believe. Faith is the gift of God through Jesus Christ. You may sit there today listening, watching, and, and there's some inclination within your heart to want to know him, and yet you struggle to live by faith. You struggle to see it become real in you. You struggle to see it become life in you and through you and for you, and your faith is still struggling. Don't be weary with yourself. Don't be weary when you have moments you feel so down on yourself. You go, oh God, why did you ever call me? I'm such a failure. Oh God, why did you ever give me this when I keep being so carnal, so earthly, so human? Why, Lord, why, why, Lord? I just can't bear it. You call me and yet I'm such a failure. Lord, 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 when will you change me? When will you change me? Don't be weary, my dear friends. The good work your heavenly Father has begun in you through His Son, Jesus Christ, He will complete it. He will perfect it. He will bring you through that you live in the newness of life and the old has passed away and behold, everything is new and you now are reconciled in the wonder of Christ in you and with you and you begin to know that life 
and believe in that life because the faith of the Son of God in you is granting you the joy of living in the newness of His love and of His life and of His Spirit. So, I close with this. Remember, the humble will know God. I close with this from Deuteronomy chapter 9. Deuteronomy chapter 9, please. Okay, I close with this. Here it is. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 25. Thus I prostrated myself before the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. I kept prostrating myself because the Lord had said he would destroy you. That is the grace, that spirit of humility, where Moses, I said to begin with from Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, was the most humble man. What showed that humility is that he kept prostrating himself. He kept bowing down. He kept bowing down. He kept bowing down until God's mercy began to manifest to triumph over his judgment. When you feel the judgment against your flesh, I'm a failure, I'm falling short, don't run away. Don't say, I'll never change. I just can't do it, you know. No, don't be angry with yourself. Don't be angry with God. Keep prostrating yourself. Keep humbling yourself. Keep humbling yourself. And as you keep humbling yourself, as the Bible says, humble yourself. And in due time, your heavenly Father will lift you up right here. I'll read it to you because I feel some of you are saying, oh, Pastor, where is that? Where is that? Right here, right here. Listen to it. Likewise, verse 5 of chapter 5, 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Likewise, younger people, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and clothe yourself with humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. He will begin to manifest that holy, heavenly life in you where you're not conscious of self, where you're not conscious of your failing nature and you live in it and you begin begin to become strong in the Lord and the power of his might and you begin to yearn never to step out of that, never to step out. Then anything that you see draws you out, you go, okay, I'm I'm, I'm not going to watch that anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore because I cannot bear to come out of this holy, heavenly life. And oh, how wonderful the humble will know God is holy. Amen. Have a good day.